Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. A few years ago, I met a young woman named Sarah. I think she was about 18 or 19 years old, so just about the age of many of you. And Sarah was uh, filled with joy. You could tell because she smiled all the time. But when she smiled, she would hold her hand up in front of her face like this. She didn't want me to see her smile, I guess. Sarah grew up in a place where the message of Jesus Christ was almost never heard. But somehow someone gave her a New Testament, which she kept secret in her bedroom, hid from her family. But she read it in the evenings. And she read the gospel stories about Jesus and about him healing the sick and feeding the hungry. And she read about the death of Jesus on the cross and his resurrection. She read about the love of God. One day, one of her brothers happened to look in her school bag and noticed the New Testament and was upset that she had that and showed it to the rest of the family who were likewise outraged. And they wanted to know if Sarah was a Christian. And she didn't really know what that word meant, so she wasn't sure how to respond, but she honestly said that she she didn't know yet. So her mother and her brothers locked her in a room and kept watch over her door. And one day, one of her brothers started to beat her with his shoe. And he knocked out a bunch of her teeth. So she began to fear for her life. And at that moment, she decided she would run away. She found a way to escape by a miracle of God. And she found herself... She found her way to some friendly policemen who took her in. And eventually she found her way into a Lutheran church. When I met her, she was in hiding in Nairobi. And she was learning about her new Christian faith. She had been baptized. In the portion of Peter's letter that was read for today, there is much for us to consider, and I would encourage you to look at First Peter chapter 1 again later on in your day and read it and think about it and mull it over, but I'm going to break down one important sentence where he says, according to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. My friends, this is the key to a joy-filled life. First of all, God has shown us mercy, not because we deserve it, but precisely because we don't. And this means that God, our Father, does not treat us as our sins deserve. Instead, he treated Jesus as our sins deserve and treats us as sons. Furthermore, you who have been baptized into Christ have been born again. We need to be spiritually born because apart from Christ and his abundant life, we are spiritually dead. 
not impaired in need of aid, nor sick in need of medicine, but dead spiritually in need of a new birth and a resurrection. Peter says that the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is at work in us. And what God did for Jesus at Easter, he does for you beginning right now and will bring it to completion on the last day. But the reality is that being born in Christ and having new life in him does not instantly remove us from this realm of suffering and trial. And many of you this morning are able to testify to that fact, I know. Jesus himself tells us in John 16 that in this world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So to those of you going through hardship or difficulty or pain right now, God's word to you is that you are loved. Some of you are carrying a heavy burden today that no one knows about except you and the Lord. I'm praying for you, and I ask you to pray for me. But no matter how bleak things may look or feel to you today, it's going to get better. There is light at the end of the tunnel. There is life after death. Your story has a happy outcome, a beautiful beautiful purpose, and a shining future. The momentary troubles that we experience in this life, and I am in no way trying to diminish how painful they can be, but they are not worth comparing with the everlasting glory that awaits us when Christ returns. So what happened to Sarah? The last thing I heard was that she got married. She moved to the United States and is living somewhere in the Midwest. She probably has her teeth all fixed by now. And I think about Sarah sometimes. I think about her often, actually, and all that she lost. She lost family. She lost friends. She lost her childhood. But I did not meet a bitter woman filled with pessimism or resentment. She had inexpressible joy because she had Jesus. Her broken smile makes me smile a little bit because I know that God has smiled on all of us through his son. In his name, amen.